in a constantly changing world. Today is as simple as it gets. You're listening to The Leadership Enigma, a podcast to explore, experiment, and power up your leadership to make the difference to your business, your people, and your success. Whether you're an entrepreneur, business owner, or corporate executive, each week we dig deep into global experts, academics, rising stars, ambitious upstarts, and disruptors. Now, here's your host, Adam Pacifico. So welcome to another episode of The Leadership Enigma. And this episode is about all of those questions that we ask ourselves as leaders under the term impact. So I'm delighted. I've got Keith Douglas with me today, who's the Executive Vice President at MasterCard. Keith, welcome. Hello, Adam. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, It's a pleasure having you. Now, this is a great topic about leadership impact. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the context of your role first, if you would. Sure. Um, Well, as you said, I work at MasterCard. I I lead um, a business line uh, on our merchant services side of our business. So for that, it means I'm managing a cross-functional team globally uh, across many time zones in over 100 countries. Wow. Okay. So impact's a big (laughs) big issue for you then. Absolutely. It keeps me me busy for, uh, for many hours of a day. Now, there is a wonderful quote that you have that really sums up this subject. So give us the quote, Keith. I will indeed. Um, So the quote is, uh, if you think you are too small to make a difference, try sleeping with a mosquito. I do love that quote. Yeah, it's it's an African proverb um, that was uh, used to help me understand the impact I have as an individual and of course, as a leader. And why has it resonated with you? Well, it's resonated with me because it's it's helped me think uh, about about that impact, recognizing who I am, the type of individual I am, uh, and helping me um, think through how I can bring my value, um, you know, my uniqueness um, to leading teams and leading people. Now, you've been through multiple leadership roles in your times, and now you're at a senior leadership role. So at what point did this become, uh, acute perhaps is the wrong word, but what point did this become uh, an issue for you to really focus on? Yeah, it's probably going back about 10 years now. Um, okay. um, uh, it was a time in my career when I was thinking about what next, um, you know, recognizing that I had learned a great deal, um, recognizing, you know, that I, I enjoyed leading teams. Um, but of course, I wanted to ensure that the impact I was having while leading a team um, was greater, bigger, stronger, um, uh, and, and, and therefore I spend some time um, with, uh, with mentors and a coach thinking through, you know, what is my impact and, and how do I make the most of that? So, so Keith, I know you have a view in relation to you as a multiplier, uh, multiplying your leadership. What's, what are your thoughts in relation to that? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, good point. I think when you think about impact, it's not just the impact you have on those that you're speaking to or those that are part of your direct team. You've got to realize that your impact as a leader um, uh, will go beyond that, will go to the teams that they lead. So that's the multiplier effect. And, and consequently, you have to be very conscious of that. Uh, your impact as a leader is not just about how you influence your direct reports, but in turn, how they influence their teams. And that's, and that's what I mean by the multiplier effect. I'm, I'm being really mindful of, of the impact you as a leader has, not just on you, but on uh, uh, not just on your direct reports, but on your broader team. 
Right. Now, much is written or has been written historically about, you know, strong leaders and alpha personalities and the great extrovert. And we know in reality that, yes, there are some leaders like that, but it's a nonsense to think those are the critical ingredients. Uh, You also have some thoughts in relation to the entire extrovert and introvert. uh, Yeah, absolutely. As I was, you know, as I was thinking about this and continue to think about this, you know, you've got to recognize who you are. Um, and how you behave and, and, and how you interact and how comfortable, um, you know, you, you, you are across that spectrum. And, um, you know, if you look at that classic kind of introvert to ec- extrovert spectrum, you know, yes. I know where I sit, but I've got to, uh, and that's probably more on the introverted side than the extroverted side. So okay. in order to ensure that the impact I have is, is what I needed to be or wanted to be, I've got to be cognizant of that, cognizant of my core um, and how I interact and, and therefore ensuring that my style or approach to leadership reflects that. And how has that changed over time? Because you've now become uh, a, an experienced leader over time, but we all start somewhere. And some people might be listening to this and saying, well, I'm about to adopt my first leadership role. And they too are more introverted and they might be thinking there are big alpha personalities around me. So how have you changed your style or your level of awareness as the years have gone by? Yeah, no, a, a great question. Um, you know, whether, you know, to your point, it's somebody who is, you know, engaging in their first leadership role or, or somebody like me who's engaged um, teams in, in, in multiple roles, mm-hmm. um, then, you know, then I've uh, found a very simple framework that certainly helped me. And that framework has been shaped and guided by others, um, whether they are colleagues, mentors, coaches. Um, but it's a, simple, it's a simple framework to help me understand the impact that I have or can have on others. And, and to your earlier point, and, and ensuring that I can be a multiplier effect or have a multiplying effect as, as a result of that. So now, I think there are three components to this, aren't yeah, there, Keith? There are. Um, Which is great. I always like a three-point plan. Yeah, no, <laughs> exactly. Keep it simple. Um, uh, and never go beyond the three. No, no. So let me, let me explain to you what those three are. Please. What's the first one? First one is finding and knowing your edge. Okay. Um, the, the second one is using that edge to set out your guiding principles. And then the third is, is use those principles to help you to, uh, define and, uh, your leadership manifesto. So they're, they're the three Great. component parts. Thank you. All right. Well, let's go for number one. So this is about yeah. your edge. Help us yeah. understand that. Yeah. So in simple terms, what do I mean by that? Well, you know, if I take a step back, I mean, your, your only job while you're on this planet uh, in the context of your career is to be good as you can be at being you. And this is your edge. Um, uh, and, and, and I guess part of the challenge is, is understanding what that is. Um, uh, and, and that kind of can change over time. Um, but, but nonetheless, uh, understanding that edge is, is really your key point of differentiation. Okay. And, and certainly can be used, uh, as we described uh, earlier, as we discussed earlier, to, to define you, know, you as a leader. Um, and, and how long does it take you to, to start to crystallize that? It did require a period of kind of self-reflection. And, and, and I you know, used a variety of different themes to help me think through what that edge is. Um, uh, and I'll come to those themes in a second. Okay. But, but that, that was the star point. And, and, and I continue to reflect on it um, year over year because clearly as you um, become more comfortable in what you do, as you develop new skills, as you experience different things, then this impacts your edge or, or how you use that edge to be as impactful a leader as, um, as you, you can be. 
but back to those themes, those themes yes. for me that, that I, I kind of thought about and, and, and helped me crystallize what that age was, mm-hmm. uh, was one, the presence I had, two, the level of charisma I had, three, uh, confidence, um, four, you know, wh- how did I find my brand? Right, personal brand. Personal brand, absolutely. Yes. Um, five, you know, the humility um, that I have in, in, in how I conduct myself. Six, what level of curiosity um, do, I, do I bring? Uh, and kind of um, the final one is just thinking about me, the self. And, and again, I'm not looking for a particular point out of those, but those thinking about those things helped me to find um, what I felt was, was, was my edge. And, and, I, and I continue to reflect on that, you know, year after year, particularly as I grow older, Sometimes some may say wiser, um, but certainly as I experience different things, not only how I lead, but how I'm being led by by others. Now, I I love those themes, Keith. I mean, they certainly resonate with me because, in many ways, I think they're starting to describe human-centered leadership as well. Mm. Now, I, I know you. I you know, we yeah. I've been lucky enough to to work with you on some leadership programs within the organisation. But I think there's a there's a real element there of human-centered leadership uh, that those themes start to describe i i uh, completely agree adam and um i think the key thing for me is uh, is once you get there uh, you need to have the courage to follow your edge no that's so true so that's the first one your edge the second component was uh, using your edge for your principles was that correct yeah absolutely so you know my edge helps shape and define my guiding principles and these guiding principles again um you know i i i have uh, I have eight of them, um, but 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 essentially they define who I am, and therefore okay. what people should expect, um, uh, and certainly what people can leverage or build upon uh, as I lead or as as I'm part of a leadership team. So, right. um, you know, they, they 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 kind of help define how I operate. As I said, what people can expect from me, uh, and how uh, I guess uh, to engage me and get the best out of me. Okay. Um, you know, they define how I behave and, and, and I guess how I have impact. Well, in many ways, when you, when you say they define how you behave, that's how you almost hold yourself accountable then. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. I think that's, that's hugely important. You, you, you've got to lead by example. Um, and, and this helps at least define um, for those who work with me um, or for me uh, or work alongside me, you know, what to expect from me. So what, what are those eight uh, themes or are those eight ingredients under this, this section, Keith? Yeah, so let me, um, let me quickly go through them. Firstly is to be present. Um, and I'm talking about me here um, rather than a team. So, so be present. That, is, that really is to, to always show up and be in the moment. Right. You know, the second is, is, is the importance of sharing uh, and for me to share. So why? So that, that I can empower others and, mm-hmm. and also learn from failure. You know, third is, um, is to lead, um, as uh, by doing so, you get to choose the narrative that defines you. Right. Um, fourthly is, is kind of be decisive. Um, you've got to make uh, decisions or encourage others to make decisions. Uh, and certainly don't wait until it's too late. No procrastination. Um, exactly. Um, uh, the fifth is provoke. Um, which you know sounds like an odd uh, an odd um, principle, but 
you know, back to what I said earlier about, um, you know, being more on the kind of introverted part of the scale, mm-hmm. then, you know, when I provoke, uh, I'm, I'm basically challenging myself and others. Uh, and that certainly generates uh, a different type of kind of response and engagement because people don't necessarily expect me to do that. Okay. And I, find I, love it, that. I find it a useful way for me to come out of, out of kind of my shell and, and, and to challenge. Another yeah. one is think. Uh, so don't this just, is number six, isn't it? This is number six. Sorry. So yeah. Think, don't just do. Because, you know, I have an opinion, I have a point of view, um, and I should be able to shape um, uh, that uh, and shape uh, what it is we're deciding, not just uh, not just act upon it. And that's having the discipline to take some time out to think, isn't it? Rather than just the action bias that we see so often in leaders. Yes, exactly. Finding the time to do that is hugely important. Right. And certainly, okay. I think, um, helps define um, you know, that impact or that, that leadership narrative. Right. Um, the seventh is be first or be right. Um, and <laughs> you have to choose carefully there, but, but this kind of links to being decisive. Um, you know, get on and do something uh, or, or take the time to ensure um, that uh, what you're doing is the right thing. Either way, it's, it's about action uh, and being action oriented. Great. And then the final one, uh, which is hugely important to me, and I know that you've experienced this in, in some of the work that we've done together, is I'm a firm believer in together is better. And, and that really yes. is about ensuring that uh, as a principle, I harness the power of the team. Well, I think you're, you're giving people in this episode a, a rather wonderful route map for leadership impact. So uh, it's great yeah, stuff. No, and listen, you know, I, 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 I try and live up to those principles. I don't always, you know, you have good days, you have bad days. Sometimes you feel the need to cut a corner, but but I think on the whole, um, by by having these principles and, and actually openly talking about them with my team and with others, um, you know, I'm encouraging them to have their principles, but at least people therefore know how I operate and how to bring out the best in me and, and consequently how I can use that to bring out the best in them. Gotcha. Well, that leads us neatly to the third critical ingredient, which is defining your leadership manifesto, I think is the term that you used, Keith. Yeah, so let me, let me kind of, um, you know, these, these logically follow one, two, and three, needless to say, but, you know, the guiding principles help um, me define my leadership manifesto. So I'm turning from myself to, to others uh, and, and certainly gives, um, uh, I think, others a sense of how I like to lead and, and, and consequently, you know, the role that they can play or how they can challenge or how they can support me in that process. Right. Um, th- this kind of manifesto, which I know sounds quite political in, in terms of its terminology, is really just a blueprint for, for how I lead. So turning it from the individual to, to, to the team is really this, what this leadership manifesto is about. And again, you know, there's some principles that I operate to, which I'm, which I'm happy to share. Now, as people listen to this, they might think, wow, that's a really well thought out or involved. Uh, they may even think it's, it's complex in some ways. But for me, what this is evidence is that, you know, I spoke to John Amici and he talks about leadership is energy expensive. And mm. you as a leader have had to expend energy in thinking about this and breaking this down in order to have a route map for yourself and an accountability plan, essentially. Yeah, yeah. No, I... I... You know, listen, I, I hope it doesn't come across as sounding overly complex. Um, yes, there are multiple steps here, but in essence, it's a really simple framework, um, which is really talking about um, helping you define uh, your impact, you know, back to, back to the topic of the discussion. And, um, 
uh, yes, you have to invest time. Um, goes without um, it goes without saying. But um, uh, you know, I, I I I did invest a considerable amount of time, ten years or so, uh, around around this. But but I've certainly seen the benefits, um, uh, both personally and, and professionally, as a, as a result. It differs for people. You know, the, the, these you know the, the leadership principles I talked about, the edge, and what I'll talk about about the manifesto. These these are things that are kind of ground in me now in my in my psyche. Um, it doesn't mean to say that that's the only way I operate is the only way I have impact because, like everyone, I'm 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 open to change. I'm open to other influences, uh, and clearly I am based on the opportunity I have both in Mastercard in my current role, working in many different markets with many different people, but but also having the benefit of um, of working with people like yourself and some of your colleagues, um, you know, from PCA in terms of helping us think about the impact that we have as teams within Mastercard. No, I, I was just saying, in fact, I, I think you're absolutely right. And what, what you've done here is actually you've created a, a simplicity to it by having to go through the hard work of self-awareness and analyzing and being very honest with yourself in relation to what you need to work on and what's going to help you as a multiplier. Exactly, exactly. And I think as you think about yourself, you've got to be able to think about how you turn that into your style. For me, you know, I... Um, I try and encourage the team to see the opportunity first and then embrace the challenge. I also um, try and encourage the team to focus on what they want to be and not feel limited by what they are. Um, you know, I also encourage the team, um, and this is you know, my kind of style of leadership, to, mm-hmm. to strive to help each other. Um, I encourage them to um, recognize success and failure because that's how we, we learn, that's how we encourage, that's how we inspire. Failure is data. You know, I, I encourage people not to complain, but to contribute. Um, uh, uh, now, that's not to say that people can't um, express dissatisfaction or have a moan, but, but turn that moan into what you would do differently or how we would behave differently as a team. Problem solver um, as opposed to problem admirer. Exactly. Um, exactly. That's a great way to, to sum it up. And, and ultimately, what you know, what I want us as a team to be known, and, and you know, whether I'm leading that team or uh, are part of that team, is you know, always be known as an exacting, demanding, and an impatient um, team, as well as one that's inspiring. But but key to all of that, um, if you don't mind me saying it, in kind of conclusion to this piece anyway, is is I always start with giving everybody an A. As yes, go on, tell us about this. I do love this. Go on. Yeah. No. I, you know, for me. You know, I expect um, everybody will do a great job at what they uh, have been asked to do or asked to deliver, mm-hmm. assuming, of course, they're given the tools in which to do it. Right. And therefore, I don't focus on, 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 I try and focus some of my time not on helping people get the A, but helping people get the A star or the A plus, um, you know, how, how to bring that extra edge or that extra ingredient um, of, of success to what they're trying to drive. It's quite um, a nice mindset, isn't it, for a team? Yeah, yeah. And, and and you know, let's 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 empower people. Let's give people um, the room and the scope to do what it is they are, uh, they're good at doing. Uh, and my role as a leader is to ensure that I can help them build on that and be bigger, better, stronger, uh, more effective um, by focusing on on the fact that uh, my job is to help them get an A plus. 
Keith, I love this. I think you've provided the listeners with a wonderful route map in relation to uh, leadership impact, which I hope a number of people will actually try for themselves and then, you know, maybe feedback and tell us how we're getting on, which would, which would be lovely. Yeah, now, I've, no. I've, got, I've got three rather daft questions to ask you, which I've asked lots of people on this, and, and you have yeah. no notice of this, so this should be fun. So the first one is, what's your, what's your hobby? What's your favorite hobby? I love to run. Um, okay. And uh, that's a way of relieving... Stress, relaxing, thinking, switching off, um, and obviously staying fit. Um, You're a marathon runner? Uh, I am not, but I'm a half marathon runner. So oh, I do run long distance. Pretty good in my book. Exactly. So uh, albeit a little bit constrained in this current environment about uh, the length of my runs. Um, but, uh, but, but, but as I think about uh, another way to kind of relieve... Um, stress and to switch off uh, i love going to see my beloved arsenal play with my yes. son that way i can sit back and take it in although sometimes that drives a bit more frustration than it, than it should yeah <laughs> yeah we, we've already had a few people talk about their hobby being certain football teams that will remain nameless so okay the next question is what's your favorite word aha my favorite word what is my favorite word that's a that's a great question um yeah, one of my favorite words is to strive. That's two words, in fact. It is two words, but to yeah, strive. Strive because that's about wanting to be better. It's about moving forward. It's about recognizing that you've learned and you want to do something differently. It's about how you help others. Uh, and it's about how you help yourself. So strive. Like that, which is the essence of you. And I can say that because I know you. And here's my third question is, what would be the best piece of advice that you would give your 21-year-old self? <laughs> how about that one best advice to your 21 year old self so the advice i give myself there's no right or wrong mm -hmm. you are no more important or less important than anyone else you're okay. just different and different is good and different is good absolutely keith love it you've been an absolute star Thank you so much for spending the time on the Leadership Enigma. And I hope you'll come back to us as well uh, later on in the series and we'll revisit some more uh, leadership themes. I'd love to, Adam. And thank you very much for having me on the podcast. Much appreciated. Take care now, Keith. Goodbye. Join us again next week for more essential insights on the Leadership Enigma. We'd love to hear your comments on today's show, as well as suggestions for future topics and guests. Get in touch with your host on LinkedIn or via our website, www.pca-global.com. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for listening.